as a little boy, I was playing with some of my friends in the attic of an old abandoned log house in northwest Missouri. As I climbed down out of the attic, I rested my feet on a windowsill for a moment and then jumped. I had a ring on my left forefinger and as I jumped, the ring caught on a nail head and tore off my finger. I screamed. I was terrified. I was positive I was going to die. But after the hand healed, I never worried about it for one split second. What would have been the use? I accepted the inevitable. Now, I often go for a month at a time without even thinking about the fact that I have only three fingers and a thumb on my left hand. A few years ago, I met a man who was running a freight elevator in one of the downtown office buildings in New York. I noticed that his left hand had been cut off at the wrist. I asked him if the loss of that hand bothered him. He said, oh no, I hardly ever think about it. I am not married, and the only time I ever think about it is when I try to thread a needle. And it's astonishing how quickly we can accept almost any situation, if we have to, and adjust ourselves to it and forget about it. I often think of an inscription on the ruins of a 15th century cathedral in Amsterdam, Holland. This inscription says in French, It is so. It cannot be otherwise. As you and I march across the decades of time, we are going to meet a lot of unpleasant situations that are so. They cannot be otherwise. We have our choice. We can either accept them as inevitable and adjust ourselves to them, or we can ruin our lives with rebellion and maybe end up with a nervous breakdown. Here is a bit of sage advice from one of my favorite philosophers, William James. Be willing to have it so. He said, Acceptance of what has happened is the first step to overcome the consequences of any misfortune. Elizabeth Conley of Portland, Oregon had to find that out the hard way. Here's a letter that she wrote me. On the very day that America was celebrating the victory of our armed forces in North Africa, the letter says, I received a telegram from the War Department. My nephew, the person I loved most, was missing in action. A short time later, another telegram arrived saying I was dead. I was first great with grief up to that time and I had felt that life had been very good to me. I had a job I loved. I had helped to raise this nephew. He represented to me all that was fine and good in young manhood. I had felt that all the bread I had cast upon the waters was coming back to me as a cake. Then came this telegram. My whole world collapsed. I felt there was nothing left to live for. I neglected my work, neglected my friends. I let everything go. I was bitter and resentful. Why did my loving nephew have to be taken? Why did this good boy with life all before him? Why did he have to be killed? I couldn't accept it. My grief was so overwhelming that I decided to give up my work and go away and hide myself in my tears and bitterness. I was clearing out my desk, getting ready to quit, when I came across a letter that I had forgotten. A letter from this nephew who had been killed. A letter he had written to me when my mother had died a few years ago. Of course, we will all miss her, the letter said, and especially you. But I know you'll carry on. Your own personal philosophy will make you do that. I shall never forget the beautiful truths you taught me. Wherever I am, or how far apart we may be, I shall always remember that you taught me to smile and to take whatever comes like a man. I read and reread that letter. It seemed as if you were there beside me. 
speaking to me. He seemed to be saying to me, Why don't you do what you you taught me to do? Carry on, no matter what happens. Hide your private sorrows under a smile and carry on. So I went back to my work. I stopped being bitter and rebellious. I kept saying to myself, It is done. I can't change it, but I can and will carry on as he wished me to do. I threw all my mind and strength into my work. I wrote letters to soldiers, to other people's boys. I joined an adult education class at night, seeking out new interests and making new friends. I can hardly believe the change that has come over me. I have seized the morning over the past that is forever gone. I'm living each day now with joy, just as my nephew would have wanted me to do. I have made peace with life. I have accepted my fate. I am now living a fuller and more complete life than I have ever known. Elizabeth Conley learned that what all of us will have to learn sooner or later, namely, that we must accept and cooperate with the inevitable. It is so. It cannot be otherwise. That is not an easy lesson to learn. Even kings and their thrones have to keep reminding themselves of it. 